Hey, everybody, and welcome back. It's Nick, your co-host for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast, the geekiest show in this reality dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics, old and new, what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU. If you enjoy this show, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. Now, 2022 has been a awesome year for comics and the mcu and and all that good geeky stuff and there's no better way to end it with a close friend of ours at the show here we have cole from masters of comic books thank you so much for being on here dude um you know we did this before a year ago and it was one of our most played episodes actually that we had with you just kind of recapping you're welcome yeah that was all all you you're the mad you're the magic man so it was what we're gonna do here this episode is just like last year everybody we are going to go through our favorite uh, comics of the year and basically just create our own little Eisner Awards with Geekable Podcast slash uh, Masters of Comic Books and kind of go through, you know, what we think and create our own little awards show um, and tie it into the MCU as well because we had a lot of content this year and a lot of things to talk about. So, um, yeah, cool. Much, Thank you. We'll yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I know. I'm serious. Um, how have you been? Everything good with you? You know, it's been a while since we had Every- you on the show. Everything's been great. Um, I'm very honored again to be on the show. I, you are you and Anos are very close friends of mine. So so I love being with you guys and chatting about comics. But yeah, things have been great. I think comics have been pretty solid for uh 2022. Yeah. To be honest with no, you, I would agree. I would agree. Um, yeah. but yeah, things have been going great. How are you? Good. Does anyone ever ask you how you're doing? <laughs> they never do. Thank you. no, <laughs> no. Everything's going well with me. Um, you know, it's it's another year under the belt i know you just started your own sort of uh professional journey we'll call it after college yeah and um dude man like it's crazy i was just talking to a friend about this yesterday like i'm 25 and i I have like a a real job and all that and um just being out of college for like a couple years now it's like time flew in college like i was like damn like time flies fast like wow Mm -hmm. another semester but like when you start a real job, I can't even like begin to tell you how much faster it goes. And like everyone warned me oh, of yeah. this, right? You already feel it, right? Well, yeah, I started I started this new job back in the mid of October. And yeah. now all of a sudden it's the end of December and yeah. it literally flew by. Granted, I was sick for like 80% of that already, but. Right. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a terrible cold and then two weeks later i ended up having covid so yeah no that was that that was a rough november (laughs) yeah super rough november um i remember you going through that i'm glad you kind of made it to the other side but but i guess my point is um you know another year down it's it's crazy um you know a lot of things that i'm i'm thinking it was probably honestly the most challenging year i've ever had of my life 2022 like this was probably the most adventurous year of my life yeah i loved it happened (laughs) yeah definitely me too and um I have a lot to look forward to in 2023 as, as mm-hmm. you do too. So we'll rip it apart. And dude, I mean, next thing you know, we'll be doing a, another year end podcast for 2023. It's crazy. Yeah, we'll do know? it until we're 80. <laughs> I hope so. I hope, I hope so. So anyway, enough about, enough of us as jabbering about time. Um, let's get into it. I mean, look, we are way more prepared this year. Um, we kind of have a, a list made of what we, want to talk about here we, you know we made a, again it's sort of like our own little eisner awards for those of you that don't know what the eisner awards are it's just pretty much the most prestigious 
prestigious comic awards sort of ceremony. And um, we're kind of going to do that this this time around again. So we have our picks and we're going to tell you what like our our best single issue or one shot is what, you know, the best maxi or mini series of the year is uh, who the best writer that we thought was um, best MCU moment, best MCU character sort of just go through the list. So it's going to be a fun episode. Um, again, it was our, our most played episode last year. So we definitely want to um, sort of do the same thing for you guys and, and have the same experience. So without further ado, Cole, you want to kick off the first little, um, the first round of, of uh, what is it? The like nominations and category. Yes. So the very first one we have here is best single issue slash slash one shot. So with this category, I found it kind of difficult because I normally not saying I don't normally remember just one single issue, but I'm someone that reads a lot weekly and it was really hard just to pick, you know, just one comic. So I ended up, I have three here and it was really hard to choose. Like I would say my favorite pick from this year would probably be Nightwing number 88 by Tom Taylor and uh, Bruno Redondo. Because that comic is very, very good. It Honestly, what's very, very good about it is the art. It's just one single scene, like one single, like one drawn out scene. And it continues from page to page. And that's just because Bruno Redondo was able to. It's really cool because uh, they posted on their social media of each page flowing into the next. And it's just That's like cool. they did it from in just like a very long room. And it's just 24 oh, pages. Oh, yo, ah, man. Do you remember a Nick Fury series from like 2018? Um, like Nick Fury senior series. They Mm-mm. man. OK, I have to get the name of that. But they did that in the Nick Fury series. And it was like literally like an LSD trip. It was like insane. And um, I don't try to me of that. It's anyway, continue. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. It's good. I mean, uh, it, it's it was a very good comic, and uh, I think the story arc is the beginning of something called Get Grayson Part One, maybe Part Two. Either way, I mean, the Nightwing series has been really great, and it's yeah. wholeheartedly because of Bruno Redondo and Gerardo Gerardo uh, uh, Borges. I think uh, also provides some of the art, and I think Adriana Lucas does the colors and. It's just spontaneous. I love it. But that was probably my single best issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, my honorable mentions are Amazing Spider-Man 900 and uh, Jason Aaron's uh, latest uh, indie series called Once Upon a Time at the End of the World, which is just, I highly recommend it. It's, it's uh, Issue 2 just came out this week, and oh, nice. it's yeah. already becoming one of my favorites. I think you would really like it. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, for those of you that don't know, half the reason why we have Cole here uh, beyond being like the best person in the world is because he is cultured no. and <laughs> we are um, we are not here <laughs> or I am not here as what I should say. No, Cole's very into the indie books, which is in the DC and Marvel, but like you read it all, which is great, which is why I wanted you on the on for this episode. Um, you're pretty well rounded. Uh, while you. I am an uncultured swine, just reading Marvel. Hey, you um, so. <laughs> are not uncultured. You read good comics. You read there good we, stuff. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's good. That's a good list. Um, you know, I definitely, uh, man, it was tough for me this year, right? We we got introduced to, um, and I love your pick that you chose Nightwing. I don't, that's, you know, everyone seems to love that series. Yeah. Um, this year was tough. Um, we had a lot of issues that, that um, dealt with world building. 
And I love that. So for me on my list of top single issues or one shots, I had Blade Vampire Nation number one, which recently came out. I had X-Men Red number five, which is where Uranus comes to Arako. And in 20 something minutes, pretty much kills millions of mutants. Um, we have Iron Man number 24, which is kind of an oddball. So let me just Iron Man 24 really, really helps anyone understand why Tony Stark does what he does. It is like that this issue explains exactly why Iron Man is out there being an Avenger, exactly why he cares so much about being a hero. And the issue is exactly what we needed. Not a good series that I would recommend, to be honest, but the last arc was great. Loved the last arc, um, which is good. Um, you know, Cantwell ended his run, and luckily it wasn't a horrible ending. And, um, you know, Jerry Dugan's taking over now. Um, anyway, Iron Man 24 on there just because I love it. Thanos Death Notes number one. Really like that issue because we finally get to see what Thanos is kind of building towards, what's going on. And I had X-Men Red number nine because it was just a political blow up of cosmic proportions in the Marvel Universe. And there was revelations and it was just oh, political, like, oh, it was just so good. Um, So those are the, the comics that I had. The one that I'm going to pick is X-Men Red number one. My heart was, I'm sorry, X-Men Red number five. And this is because my heart was pounding the whole time. I mean, you have Thanos' uncle Uranus tearing apart a planet full of omega level mutants and it was just like craziness the whole time um really tough for me love all those issues but x-men red number five best single issue one shot um you know x-men red i don't think anyone really has anything bad to say about it so far it's been one of the best series of the year um and mm -hmm. we can't wait to see where it goes from here so yeah yeah i, I think would have to agree yeah, I, I yeah. like it. I like your pick. Yeah, X Men yeah. Red's been great. I was really surprised to see Blade Vampire Nation on your list. Oh, man, I know. So, I love Blade. Like, mm -hmm. I have his first appearance, like the comic. Like, I just the movies kind of helped get me into like you know the MCU and comics. And um, this issue in particular was just like what's going on in Chernobyl in the land of the vampires, like the well, political. That's the Anything. thing, right? It was it was all world building for what's going on in Chernobyl. And I was like, this is great. It wasn't super action-packed. I thought the writing was great for Blade. The ending was so good. I won't spoil the last page, but I was like, oh, this is why I read comics. This is awesome. And um, yeah, I just definitely an oddball on there, just like Iron Man number 24. But um, but yeah, X-Men Red takes it. It's got mm -hmm. to. It's got to. That Blade issue, though, it flew under the radar, unfortunately. Like, I, I, I saw it was coming out. It came out about maybe a month ago. And I'm like, I have not seen this advertised or even mentioned once. It would just, like, just sort of happen for the heck of it. I mean, yeah. it turned out to be good. I mean, Mark Russell's a really good writer. Yeah, I, you enjoyed it, too? Yeah, I, I like Mark Russell's writing. Um, And I think he did a really solid job with that Blade Runner, or Blade Runner, that Blade... Uh, one shot and i really wish they would do like an ongoing i know they're doing Yo. one with his daughter so we'll probably get stuff about chernobyl yeah in that, but yeah 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 i i don't know what the i don't know what the hesitation is for a blade ongoing a silver surfer ongoing and i'm sure know. adam warlock will hopefully come but even that like you just well, they're doing that like they're doing that rebirth 
I know. It's like, Warlock. why are we like, ugh, I don't know. I, I It seems like it'll deal with present day stuff, but a part of I me is just it. like, I hate the old, old nostalgia stuff with older I don't writers. I don't it's like so it that stupid. much. I don't like it that much either. There's I, no and, point. Dude, there was at least, what, 12 or 13 Marvel titles for like nostalgia books this year. Must have been. Yeah. Someone's buying them. I Someone's buying them. But um, 60 year olds. <laughs> yeah, I know all the all the old times. I guess that'll be us one day. Right. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. all good. All good stuff. Hope you hope you agree with our picks. Um, and if I guess, you don't. Yes. Yeah, give us what what's your pick? Hmm. Like with all these, I would love to hear what your favorite ongoing or our remaining awards and stuff. Yeah, please let us know in the comic. Uh, comments or dm us um we'd love to hear what what you think or if you agree or disagree and um, the next one's a hard one for us right i'll kick off the next sort of category here we have best ongoing series right um cool we'll let you kick off your list first what do you say dude this was hard it was hard it was hard it was very hard i decided to narrow it down to at least three picks so i have one indie one dc and one marvel so my one Marvel is She-Hulk, which started this year. My second is DC for Batman Superman World's Finest by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Uh, the She-Hulk is Rainbow Rowell and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Lucas Maresca, I think. I may be wrong about that. Maresca or something like that. And then an indie pick from Image Comics, which is what's the furthest place from here. And I mm-hmm. think I'm going to choose what's the furthest place from here by Matthew nice. Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. A lot of hype um, around that. Book. It's really, really good. I just got the first volume trade paperback about a few weeks ago. So I ended up rereading the first six issues and uh, issues number three through nine came out this year. And after I read that first volume, it reminded me how much I've been enjoying this series. Like this is a series made for me, like that post-apocalyptic um coming of age sort of story and Matthew Rosenberg is able to experiment with the tons of tons of different genres like horror and and sci-fi and mixing in his great little comedy and Rosenberg's really good with his comedy when it comes to comics oh he's he's the best dude he's like just he's like better than Zeb Wells or Chip Zdarsky he's I I agree with you wholeheartedly and he mixed well because he mixes it in with drama so well too Mm -hmm. I think and and character work Yeah, and uh, it's so good. It's the same creators who did Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, which is another probably one of my favorite all time comics, and it's it's very good. And Tyler Boss's art just feels very down to earth and very personal. It's it there's some it looks simple, but there's a lot of hard work into it. And this whole world building that they're doing is just so fascinating. The last three issues have been like uh, flashback issues, and so you get some like why um these teenagers are where they're at and uh what are these separate groups that are in this world and it it is truly fascinating and there's so every single angle in this new post-apocalyptic world is has it such a unique feature that no i could never have thought of and uh rosenberg and tyler boss just do a spectacular job with it and i'm excited for their next like big arc which i hope comes next year Nice. Yeah, no, good picks. Um, definitely outside the box. Mine's a little more straightforward and mainstream. Um, I, so I have I had six that I was just like, man, I got to choose one, right? And we had ones. A, all good ones. All good ones. Um, we had Eternals, which 
was just, I mean, world building to the max, right? I kicked off this episode saying world building was something that is like the ultimate. Um, and Assad Rabik is one of my favorite artists of all time. And it's just, he's, a good like, one. he's so good. He's so good. It's, it's almost like biblical, his strokes and oh, how yeah. he puts it all together. He should like write a comic about the Bible. It sounds like kind of dumb, but like, I, I would like, <laughs> I would love that if he did that. I think he would be so like the way he draws like outfits and it's so, oh, it's so good. I could go on and on about that. Well, um, his facial expressions and yeah. acting is just spot on yes. too. Yeah. How he uses hands and movement with, with hands in particular. I love, it's so good. Um, we have daredevil, which won last year actually. Um, but it's still on fire. It's still a series. Everyone oh be yeah. Reading. Can't like We're... not put that on. I just couldn't not do that. Um, ghost rider, X-Men red and moon Knight. So Moon Knight's a recent one for me. I don't know if you remember Cole, but I would shit on that book a lot. I'd be like, why do people, I'm just not seeing this. I don't know. I don't know. But the last arc, the last like arc and a half has been super good. So I'm surprised. Good. I'm Because so, you're a McKay fan, right? Are I, you... love, I am a huge McKay fan. And um, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I suddenly I just got turned on by the last like arc and a half. And I was like, this is, this is good. Now I'm like drinking the Kool-Aid that you and, war lion and legion of zoom all every single person like but me on planet earth was like loving it now i'm my now I see it. moon knight's probably my favorite series my my, my brother's favorite series you can never oh. get enough of it yeah no it's good it's good long did you end up going back? series go did um, you end up going back to in like rereading stuff on on unlimited or well, something I have, i've been buying all the issues as they come okay. out like was it bi-month i think it's a twice a month book um no it's just once a month I is think. it more than once a month really mm -hmm. yeah um and there's uh, very few titles that are twice a month from yeah, Marvel. very few yeah uh was it I didn't spidey know and probably spider-man yeah and actually venom? i don't know i don't think venom i don't think no. venom is i think it might just be spider-man to be honest with you because i don't be think spidey. there's because even dc i don't think has any um uh titles like that either yeah yeah no i think you're right um but anyway i'll get right Sorry. to the point here <laughs> oh my god you're totally fine the series that really had me hooked issue after issue after issue this year um, was uh, Thor by Donny Cates and Nick Klein. I really mm. love how they put it all together. I'm very captivated by this series for a few reasons. One is because how Nick Klein uh, shows emotion in Thor. He's he's afraid a lot. He's very vulnerable, this type of Thor. He's like a lot of big things are happening to him. And it's just like every arc i'm more and more captivated and it's a little dark too it's actually very a very dark title i would say at marvel very gruesome yeah very gruesome uh a lot of body horror a lot of horror in general it's not a fun donny cates is, no donny cates is good with the, those sort of themes though yeah he is he is and that's why this book was like when he was coming on i was like good we're gonna get a dark sort of grim grim and stark thor and that's exactly what we got um also you know i well, at the end, we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, what we can't wait for in 2023, especially with the timeless one shot that just dropped. Mm -hmm. um, I am really anticipating Donny Cates's big build up here. That's going to come hopefully bear fruition in 2023 um, with the event that he's clearly building towards with Nick Klein. I think an event um, with the Marvel zombies, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, holding Mjolnir with the Death Stone, the new Infinity. It's all very exciting. I love the cosmic stuff. Um, 
just a it, look this was tough it, honestly i listed six it really boiled down to like three titles that i had to pick from i'm gonna give thor the pick of you know my personal pick for best ongoing series and um nice. again if you agree disagree with us let let us know we'd love to hear what you um what you have to say and you know going That's from an ongoing pick, good good pick is that we said yeah it's a good yeah. pick well okay so like I'm just if it's okay, I want to give my two cents on it too. Dude, no, um, go, go. I with Thor, um, I've been enjoying it. Um, I've made my brother start reading Donny Cates Thor. He's be, become a huge fan of his, so I've been really diving deep into his Thor. Fan run. of the character or fan of Donny Cates? Fan, uh, fan of Donny Cates. He already gotcha. loves Thor, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got him to start reading a lot of Donny Cates's work, and so he's been falling in love with all of his work. Anyways, um. Uh, mm -hmm. The problem with Thor right now is like Donny Cates really isn't doing anything at the moment, you know, that like not, not doing anything, but like nothing's been released under his name because mm -hmm. Thor started out this year with the God of Hammers storyline, which is really good. Yeah. Um, it, it was really impactful one. And then Banner of War between Hulk versus Thor was just fun fighting. Yeah, that was fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I was cautious when I saw the final part to that story was uh concocted between him and daniel warren johnson which it, and it still works i love daniel warren johnson but daniel john J daniel warren johnson did the script i was like okay what's donnie up to and then i noted and then i saw with the uh crossover with venom and thor uh not crossover but like their little team up yeah. that was written mainly by al ewing yes and now Torin Grombeck is now doing this Legacy of Thor story arc. So I hope with this little break, because he's also because Ryan Otley's now finishing the the Hulk Planet story arc in Hulk right, Hulk right now. Then his contract's done with Hulk. Yeah, and yeah. And, the, and the series is over. What am I even saying? Yeah, right. Yeah, because I don't think it, and it, that's unfortunate too. Because I really wish Hulk's like spaceship thing. Yeah, we're uh, getting gypped a little. I think, in my opinion. Um, but I, I hope, I hope he's doing okay. And that all he's doing is just taking everything he's done and building it to something for like an event or something. I've just, yeah, he's yeah. just worrying me a little bit because yeah, he's, he's yeah, been through a lot lately. I feel like, especially with, uh, Venom having finished and I feel like he's gotten a lot of shit, um, for not living up to like Jason Aaron's Thor or not living up to Al Ewing's hulk and stuff and so i just hope the man's doing all right yeah i hope he is too um you know he's he kind of alluded to like he's going through some stuff slash he's building something at marvel that's like gonna excite us all because he um, said he was talking with editor will moss right like he said that on social media so we'll just have to see yeah we'll see i'm sure we'll know you know probably in the first half of the new year well before the first half of the new year mm -hmm. I, I would think um but not to defend Donnie, uh, because he has been he has been absent, and it's been like a very it's kind of weird. Like it it almost seemed like very abrupt. Something happened, and then he just took some time off. But um, it's more it's also to the extent of like what he's building towards. I agree with, and I'm excited for. Like yes, Torin Grobeck is taking over Thor, but he's still working around Donnie's vision, and I'm sure Donnie's there saying like. Hey, you, the, this was my vision maybe for like the first arc this is what's going to happen mm -hmm. uh this is you know this needs to lead to this and this is kind of how it needs to end so that i can pick it up from here i think that is how i would probably assume it's working 
that's why that's kind of how i hope it's working i, too. I do too and Gromberg, uh, Gromberg's uh first issue for that uh thor legacy story arc is really good um they worked with jason aaron on the valkyrie runs which are really solid so right right um, yeah I think they'll do fine with this upcoming story because yeah. Nick Klein is still drawing it too. So I he wonder if Donny Cates was meant to do it at first. So I think that dude, I think you're, I think, I think you and I are spot on with what we're saying. I think, I think it's it. Cause it is that. Yeah. We're, we're on it. We're on it. I, no, I, I agree <laughs> with you. Um, So hopefully I, you know, hopefully we get something from Donnie soon. Um, You know, we can only hope he's building to something good. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode, what we hope for 2023, I guess. Um, But because I think you and I are somewhat on the same page as that. But um, without further ado, uh, let's kick it off into the next category, right? We have best maxi series slash best limited series. Um, uh, for those of you that, that don't know, a maxi series typically goes to about issue 12, and then it ends, and it has a full-on sort of conclusion. Um, so, uh, yeah, cool. Let's kick it off. You have a, a little list here. I have a little list. Let's Let's get to it. All right, for this one, I decided to split it up to indie, Marvel, and DC again. Uh, the indie book I have is Do a Powerbomb by Daniel Warren Johnson. From DC, it's Aquaman Andromeda by Rom V and Christian Ward. And then uh, for Marvel, it's Ant-Man by Al Ewing, um, Tom Riley, and uh, Colors by Jordi Belair. And I got to give it to Do a Powerbomb. That book is I'm already going to say it. That's the best book that came out in 2023. Absolutely. Wow. wow. I, every issue. Okay. Daniel Warren Johnson goes freaking nuts with oh, this book. He, he's the, so good. He's so like, good. Each, he, there's so much detail in the, each wrestling move is perfectly depicted. There's so, every single little line is just spot on. Mike Spicer's colors just make it. Mm-hmm. He's pop. a great color artist. Yes. Yes. I, I'm just, each issue will just go like, oh my God, I got to read the next one. And that's how every single issue was. Yeah. And it was, and I, it legit made me tear up at the end because two things. That's what it, I heard. Yo, I heard it was, people were saying that it was that emotional. It was such an emotional roller coaster in such a good way. Yeah. And how many issues like, is it? How many issues is it? Seven. Thank you. Yep. Okay. It is so good. I could not recommend this book anymore. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, this is a book to read this should, i'm gonna read it yeah everyone should be reading this book everybody should be reading daniel warren johnson stuff that, he's great. yo no for real though i was about to say when you were done talking like last year best limited series went to beta ray bill if you remember mm. he, he did that book excellent book probably one of the best things that came out last year maybe the best thing that came out last year from marvel mm. and um I'm, he's just such a W of a of a person and like he does his homework and he really puts his heart and he puts his like soul into every comic. It sounds kind of dumb, but like he really does. And you can tell. No, you're, you can you know? tell. Like, yeah, when you look at books like Murder Falcon or Wonder Woman Dead Earth, you can tell that each page is carefully yeah. captured through both his script and his art. Definitely wholeheartedly agree so good i'm love that you picked that um you know my list is so let's see let's see what you think of the list that i have here um you know i had for best maxi miniseries category i had villains for hire which was a uh, limited series that tied into uh uh my devil's, God, devil's rain. thank you devil's rain. i was gonna say king and black but no devil's rain <laughs> i had Sabretooth, 
which I thought was sort of the surprise series of we should made should have made a, a category for that surprise series of 2022. <laughs> but um, I had uh, Sabretooth. I had the Thunderbolts, which just concluded actually this past Wednesday. And I have Spider-Man The Lost Hunt, which is only one and two issues in deep. For this category, best maxi miniseries, I really have to give it to Spider-Man The Lost Hunt. Right, We're only two issues in, but I think that this the writing and the, the where the plot's going so far, I think it's like a true Spider-Man story. Um, I love, I, I just, I love everything that this book is doing. Craven needed some love and some direction. And I know we were just bitching and moaning about, you know, uh, series that kind of take place in the past, <laughs> but I hope that this has implications that will come in the future. And everything about this, I just, I think it's working. I think it's going to work again, only two issues in deep. So I really can't be like, you all need to run out and read this. I recommend it yet. But I really think that that's going to take it. And also, to be honest, I thought Marvel didn't really have the best maxi miniseries set. Um, this because they were all they were all they were either nostalgia series or uh, tie-ins to an event. Right? Yeah, or tie-ins to an event. Um, you're pretty much right. So that is what I'm going to go with. I thought it was sort of like honestly a weak set to pick from. But ultimately, Sabretooth. I mean, yeah. Compared to your list, I think Sabretooth, in my opinion, would dominate all three of those books. That dude, I was gonna. That was gonna be my one. But I, I just for some reason, I have hope for the Lost Hunt. I just, I just do, and I hope it's not me wishing because my main complaint with Craven was that he didn't, just like he hasn't been used right in a long time and it's just com- it's complicated he's a clone right now it's like what's going on with this i thought he was a son oh he's, dude that's what i, I mean it it's son. like it's like his son but it's a clone it's dude i don't know see that i thought thing. it was his son who just decided now he's craven and looks just like it craven <laughs> dude yes maybe Which is totally like, comic comic booky but i, I don't care <laughs> yeah no i don't either um yeah, and I, honestly, I was going to choose Thunderbolts, but the last issue that just came out was not good. I don't know if you're reading that series. I, I tried the first issue, and it was okay, and then I just didn't pick it up anymore. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was actually very good, but the last issue, oh, no. It all came crashing. Like, you hate to see it happen, but... That just ended, right? It was it only just five ended, issues, right? like, a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's sort of my list. Um, yeah. A case, a strong case could be made for Sabretooth. I think it would honestly depend on like the hour that I'm doing this episode. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Lost Hunt. Um, and uh, and yeah, um, I guess, Cole, you want to kick off um, the next category? All right. Our next category is best writer. Now, this one was really, really hard. I for each category, I tried to limit it, limit it to just three. But this was hard because I love so many writers right now. But I have Jed McKay, Chip Zdarsky, and Al Ewing. And I think I'm going to give mine to Al Ewing. Nice. I love Al. Al Ewing's great. I mean, he did Ant-Man this year. He's currently doing X-Men Red. Um, He's doing some crazy mind bleep with Venom. And Mm -hmm. Defenders was a great sequel to uh, the, the his 
uh, first uh, miniseries that happened last year with uh, Javier Rodriguez. Oh, right. And it's just, yeah. it, it's very, very good. I love his stuff. Plus, he also does this indie title called uh, We Only Find Them When They're Dead, which is also very good. So I have to give it to Al Ewing. I love his, uh, his just his ability to craft stories through so much Marvel history while also diving into his own creations and stuff. It is just like how his mind works. is just so cool. Cause, and then he also connects stuff that he's created in, in like past books. Like for example, with Ant-Man, like with the final issue he was talking about from the Ultron forever, uh, right. One shots that he did like 10 years ago. And it's just, yeah, it's so cool. That. And so love I love how he's able to make sure everything's connected and make everything yes. worth it. And at the end of Defenders Beyond, he did he provided a a letter about talking about like respecting uh, continuity, but also appreciating new continuity or some things not being uh, some Marvel history not being included um, from a past writer and being respected, but understanding that what he's doing now might not be picked up for another ten or twenty. It, it's a really like it's a yeah. Like a goodbye letter. Yeah, no, he, he plays the long game while also playing the short game. And he's also there to like entertain. He's like, if like, yeah, you know what I mean? He's really good. I, I, I agree with your pick. You can't really go wrong with an Al Ewing title. And when he writes, I buy because oh, I'm, like I'm said, reading everything he's writing. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I, I, yeah, pretty much. No, I am actually writing, reading everything he, he wrote, but, um, <laughs> he he will go back to it in like other runs like his x-men red for example he went back to the 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 progenitors that he did in the royals series mm-hmm. you know and it's just like which is a very underrated series which he, should very, get more because i think that's where him and javier rodriguez first worked on and it, it's a really good book it, it's unfortunate that it didn't get a lot of look because it was an inhumans title yeah um it was an Inhumans title, and and it was a good book, though. It was a solid series, um, and it's 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 a shame that like people don't read more valuing stuff because if they did read all of it like we do, I think he would be like people would appreciate it more because he goes back to the old points and will like mm-hmm. build on. I don't know. It's really fun. So good. Well, because he kind of he kind of has to go back because too many of his titles have been cut short. Because they just don't get um, bought a lot, you know. If because if you look at like his all of his credits, he, it's a bunch. Of, besides like Immortal Hulk and stuff, it's a bunch of series that have just been cut at like twelve or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, for real. I agree with that. And he still hangs around. I mean, he's in. He's a premier Marvel writer. Um. Oh yeah. Like I've you know, heard from other writers. Like whenever he talks, you just get lost with him in his mind because oh. he's just so fascinating. He has so many different. Con- concepts yeah yeah i would love to see him do like a werewolf by night series that he just like does a mortal hulk but werewolf by night that's like my <laughs> one like ask that i think he would be like really cool at um yeah honestly anything anything like yeah he dominate <laughs> yeah exactly he writes i buy like i don't say that for a lot of people um everyone on my list that i have here when they write i pretty much buy so we have for my personal list we have kieran gillen al ewing Chip Zdarsky and Jed McKay, right? All super heavy hitters for Marvel. Like these are all um, writers that 
just so good with so good with continuity and embracing new ideas. So so good. Um, I almost I just it's it's challenging. It's so challenging to to pick one here from this list that I honestly I don't I don't even think I really can to a certain extent here. It's kind of like the it depends on the week or depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Every one of these guys, I could say like, this is why I like him. This is why I like him. You know, Kieran Gillen, world building, embraces new ideas, uses old ideas and reinvigorates them. Al Ewing is just Al Ewing. We pretty much just covered him. Everything that you said, I agree <laughs> with. Chip Zdarsky, he hits all of the emotional beats and he makes just a very compelling uh, case for every character that he writes, like Daredevil, Electra. Uh, everything that he has in the pipeline for this year has been has hit the mark. And Jed McKay, who's, look at the stuff he's sorry, but look at the no. stuff like he's uh, come out with this year. It's nuts. Like it's, it's all nuts. just a bunch of different genres. You have Daredevil that's superheroes. You have Public Domain that's really down to earth. You have mm. Stillwater that's horror. You have another book that's like comedy. He, he's, he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he's 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 completely well rounded as a writer. And then for the last one, we have, you know, Jed McKay, who's so good with continuity and making books that I wouldn't really care about, like Mary Jane and Black Cat, and then making me be like, wow, this actually works. And I it's interesting to mm-hmm. sort of read about. Um, so to to end it off, I really have to go, I think, with Jed McKay. I really mm. have to end it off with Jed McKay. Um, I think his Moon Knight is great. His Strange Book is great. He sort of hits, you know, the Mary Jane and Black Cat special that came out for Beyond was excellent. Oh, um, yeah. Forgot, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. That was a really the best, honestly, one of the best issues out of the whole event. And mm-hmm. I really have hope for his new limited series, you know, Mary Jane and Black Cat, uh, the one through five, which is coming out and right now kicking off in Dark Web. And he's got Doctor Strange coming out in March. And he has Doctor, yeah. And I don't know if I just mentioned Moon Knight or not, but he has that. And now I'm kind of drinking the Moon Knight Kool Aid here. And (laughs) so I think I have to, I really have to give it to Jed McKay. And um, I'll also elaborate a little bit why when we talk about our 2023 plans. Um, You know, his timeless book just came out, and I thought it was very well done. Yeah, I I really really, thought so too. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan when it comes to those, but he, yeah, he hit the mark with it because it actually told a really good story while right. also teasing it wasn't just made for mm-hmm. teasing it was actually Dude, a really thank good you story yes yes everything you just said i agree with let's talk about that at the end everything you just said so i'm gonna give it to okay, jed mckay <laughs> i'm gonna give it to jed mckay but all of these guys it's tough um the real tricky one for me was kieran gillen i really was gonna i was that was that's like who's my like second tier he's like really on the same level as mckay um you know Kieran Gillen did he gave us so much this year and um thankful for everything all of these writers did um for us it just it really was a pretty decent year for for comics so um yeah I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end it I'm gonna stick to my guns with Judd McKay nice yeah um next category here we're we're almost done here with with the categories um we have best artist right a very challenging one to pick from looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this one cole okay i'm instead of listening i'm just gonna say who it is it's dan mora wow dan mora man wow i had i had, Dan. i had daniel Love warren that. johnson i had daniel warren johnson on my list but dan mora takes the t- takes the cake with this because daniel warren johnson i think just did one book this year 
while Dan Mora did two, probably more than this, but he he's currently doing Batman Superman World's Finest, and he just finished Once in Future with uh, Kieran Gillen. And he's an artist that you would be shocked to know how fast and how consistently good his work is. Like with he's there's only been one issue in Batman and Superman that he didn't do uh, out of the one through ten. I think Um, the other nine issues are him and Tamara Bond villain. And it is just so, so good. So good. He his lines have so much detail with tons of emotion in it. And each page you'll be like astonished with and but i did want to give a shout out to federico fessentini who Mm -hmm. i think is really making a very good um place at marvel right now he did uh x lives and x deaths of wolverine with color artist uh frank martin i think and uh, he's currently doing miles morales with by cody ziggler who's uh the colors by brian valenza and I think he's becoming one of the top tier artists and deserves a lot of recognition. Um, I'm sorry to give it to you, to Federico, but uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to give it a shout out to him because he's he's really stepped up his game in just this year. Because I think he did a few Spider-Man issues, too, on Nick Spencer's run. Yeah, I think he did, too. Good memory on that. Um, overall, like I, I just did some Googling on uh, Dan Mora's uh artistic skill set here that we saw in um world's finest i agree that's a that's a good that's a good pick he's a good fit for the book too he really matches mark wade's script with dude that's 90% of it i think like can you fit the beat like zeb wells's hellions wouldn't be nearly as funny if we didn't have what's what's the name of the artist who was on hellions uh, um, steven segovia good yep thank you i like he's so good with comedic beats and they just work hand in hand i don't know like that's so much of it um and i'm not saying that like dan mora like couldn't handle like a different type of book i'm not saying that at all but like Mm -hmm. so good when they when a good artist has a good script that's like when you know you have some like legendary stuff going on yeah and when you read a book like some of my favorite books this year you can tell or at least the reason they're my top favorite books of the year is you can just tell the the collaboration between mm-hmm. everyone involved is just spot on. Yeah. And that's why they are, they're good together. And that doesn't mean my favorite books didn't have good collaboration. It's just with these, you can tell like there was no conflict at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, it scripts. even goes down to like editorial too. Like they're mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, yeah, that's good pick. Good pick. I love that. Um, And, um, and good, like, you know, you have, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, you have uh, Vincentini, all good good people. So good pick, Cole. I like that. Um, going to my best artist list, right? Um, some names here you'll all recognize probably. We have, for the first one, honestly, you might not recognize it. Uh, he's sort of new to the scene here. We have Juan Jose Rip. I think it's pronounced Rip, R-I-P, or R-Y-P. Is he um, doing, is he, he, did he do some, did he just recently do some X-Force? Is that where he's from? Wolverine. Oh, well, yeah. oh, during the Beast story Yeah, line? the Beast. And he did some before. He did like an issue or two. Okay. I just, his art is so good. I just get lost in it. And it's it's so good. Um, I'm throwing him on this list. He's not going to win. 
but I'm throwing him. <laughs> I, I'm throwing it because I because we spoiler need consistency. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. We need consistency, and we don't know if he's a consistent. To me, that is an artist. If you can like successfully uh, turn in your pages on time before the due date, and sort of, you know, uh, just you know, no delays due to artwork. None of this stuff. Like we don't we don't want the drama. We want the artwork. Like if you can consistently do it, a uh, beautiful. Um, which kind of goes with the next one. We have Asad Rabik. You know, he did the Eternals. Uh, he did some covers this year too. I'm not talking covers right now, though. We're talking strict interior art. Um, we have Joshua Kassara, who is just so good. He's just mm -hmm. so good. Um, Angel Angel Unzueta. We I put him on the list. Unzueta, he did, yeah. Yeah, he did Iron Man. That was great, great art. So detailed. Um, everything. He was from, able to match uh, Kafu's art i oh, thought because there were a few because yeah. i read the iron man series and there were times when angel would come in as a fill-in artist or he would or just finish the entire run right and uh there were a few times i had to look back wait is this kafu or is this angel and mm -hmm. like they have like very 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 similar uh, styles and yeah yeah I frank agree. martin the colorist was able to make that work too but like Definitely. they have a very like photorealistic uh, work that sometimes that kind of takes me out of it, but um, both those guys actually are very good at it. Yeah, I agree. That very yes, all points I agree with there. Um, we have Nick Klein, who we spoke about in Thor. I kind of covered him already, <laughs> and then we have Corey Smith, who is the artist for Ghost Rider. Who's he's really upped his game too with upped his Ghost Rider. game, bro. Upped his game. He's and... perfect with the horror yes. aspects and like the gore and like the body horror and stuff. He's yes. Perfect fit for the for that book. Agreed, and that's why he's gonna win. Um, I am a huge oh. advocate for the Ghost Rider, uh, book. Um, I think it's honestly one of the best number ones all year. Like it was just that's like a good first issue. Good I remember first issue, right? Because I'm not a big Ghost Rider fan at yeah. all. The only reason yeah. I've read some Ghost Riders because I'm a big fan. I've read Jason Aaron's run. That's it. Okay, and, good run. Um, yeah. Um, but Ben Percy's like. Um, what gets me is his narration captions in the mindset of yes, Johnny Blaze. Cool. That's what really gets me because yes. he's it's so it's very poetic, but very reflective on the nature of our, our world and hell, even like our lives that we can yeah. relate to a little bit. That's why I've been the series has been it's it's just really good. It I is. Like it. It's really good. And the first issue was like you expect it to go one way and then it just totally doesn't. It and was, it came out as a big oversized issue too, because I and I don't, it might not have been like five ninety nine, but it was a big chunk of maybe in forty pages, and it worked still because there was a good, there was a good mystery behind it the whole time. You're right. like, why is Johnny Blaze in this mysterious world where everyone's like he has a family again, or like yeah, stuff yeah, like it. right, it, yeah, he's with it was very, It's like what's going on, and every issue too, just to is like it's it's sort of like an anthology series. For the mm -hmm. like fifty percent of it is sort of anthology, so each 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 issue is different than the last. So it's sort of like okay, like now Johnny Blaze is waking up here in Arizona. Now he's waking up here in Vancouver. Now he's waking now up he's in on Chicago. The side of the street. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like a different setting every time. So he he just hits he just hits. And again, like you said, Cole, the bod the body horror. Like I always flip back, and I'm like, is there a parental advisory warning on this book? And there isn't. Which is super weird. I'm like, how is there about X Force and Wolverine? I'm like, this is weird. Um, anyway, Corey Smith, 
his work on Ghost Rider. And again, just to go with your pre preliminary point here, Cole, um, he turns his pages in well. He wasn't always like this good, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I've read, oh, with Corey Smith. I, yeah. and that's how a lot of artists are. Like in the Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and you got to match it with a good inker and a colorist. And so when you have a good art team like that, like uh, Robert Pogge does some of the inks. I can't think of the color artist right now, but yeah, um, they do some like it's just spot on with that book. It is. It's spot on. I really hope it lasts, you know, into 2023. Unfortunately, the way kind of Marvel does things, I, I, I wouldn't if I was a betting man, I wouldn't say it's going to last, you know, to the end of. 2023 this time next year no yeah. i think what's unfortunately going to happen is ben percy's long form storytelling it might get dragged out a little too much and people will lose interest and then he's gonna have to wrap it up really quick in his last issue which unfortunately happens in too many books yeah and way too many books um so yeah anyway i would highly recommend you all check out um you know, my my favorite artist this year, which is Corey Smith and in Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider again, just a great book. Um, so yeah, that's that's that was a tough one. Another tough one. Um, going into some of the um some of the the more granular people that help create the book here, but are still help serve a purpose. Um, you know, the next sort of uh category we have is best color artist. And I didn't actually make one for best color artist because your list, the person who I was going to choose is on it. So the Jordy Biller. Um, actually, I was going to go with Spicer. Nice. Yeah. Spicer's a good one. I think I was I was going to go with Jordy Belair. Um, I her colors with um Ant Man really sold me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. She does a really cool job with. Because she really matches Al Ewing's script because each um, issue focuses on a specific Ant-Man of each era. And her right. colors really reflect that era. Like the one that really hooked me and the reason I love that miniseries so much is with the first issue with, that, focuses, that. that focuses on Hank Pym and stuff. And it has such like this classic aesthetic appeal to it. I mean, that's thanks to Ewing's script. That's like, I love like the over overzealous bombastic, right. bombastic narration but with Jordy's colors she's able to make it seem like it's old and used up and or like it wasn't created on a tablet or an ipad or anything like yes. it was created on real paper on, and stuff yep. and i think tom riley also like helped out with that as well love that love that but you appreciate what, that yeah and what's an, another really cool thing is in at the end of that issue we go into the future and it well it's kind of a book ended we're in the future with that with the future ant-man and there's no lines instead it's kind of like just shapes to kind of fit that sort of like slick mm -hmm. um aesthetic of like uh of the future and so it's it or like, like a slick shiny sort of thing so it's it's very it's very different from what we read before. And that's how like each issue is when it's uh, perfectly represents each arrow of that Ant-Man. And plus uh, her other stuff like Batman versus Robin, she's been matching Muhammad Asar's very like, it's a very darker book. And so like, even when you have Batman, you like play with shadows and stuff really well. So she does a that's great cool. job with that. Yeah. And uh, with Gotham year one has been uh, really solid as well with uh, Phil Hester. So love that. No, good. 
good. I can that's, ramble that's on forever. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Let's 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 um let's move on to best letterer here. I know you made a list for this. I didn't, but please uh, tell us who wins your best letterer, and then we can move on to cover artists. And then we actually also have a sort of um some some other disappointing comics of 2022 that we'll get into that we didn't really necessarily like, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, best letter, I have Steve Wands, Joe Caramagna, and Hassan Atzmai El-Hau. And um, Hassan is the one that wins um, nice. best letter this year. Um, their work with Poison Ivy is very, very good. So uh, in the first arc, at least, uh, G. Willow Wilson has Poison Ivy uh, basically writing a letter to um, writing a letter to Harley Quinn. And she writes it in Hassan's uh, lettering. It's in the uh, like is cursive writing on like on like a notepad and stuff, like ripped pieces of paper and stuff. And it's in the the caption box is yellow. And there's just there it adds an emotion to Poison Ivy's nice um, yeah narration because she's going through a lot of stuff right mm-hmm. now in that book and. It, it just really works. Plus, uh, Bloodstained Teeth is another book by uh, Christian Ward and Patrick Reynolds that uh, they're lettering and that focuses on vampires. And so they're ma- able to match the tone and, and stuff. And letters deserve a lot more recognition because they're what we read on the page. And so if you're, they're able to match the tone Definitely. that the writer that is going for, then you're able to have a much better personal and emotional connection with that book. Absolutely. They help the book flow. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, without them it it's just it it looks choppy. Um honestly, I didn't realize how how that worked until I saw like a YouTube special on lettering and then mm. I was like, okay, now I get why they're important. Um, yeah, it's more than just putting words on Yeah, a, it on really a, is. On a yeah, panel. it really is. Um so good. Like, love love that you made a sort of a best letterer um uh nomination list. Um and I'll keep an eye out for Hassan. Uh, sort of their, like the work that uh, is that a, is that yeah right Hassan Os, Os, Wow, what a name! Can't even. It's I can't. I, I'm just oh saying Hassan. Yeah, but uh, that's those are the three works I've seen from them. Um, but nice. yeah, yeah like, keep a good out, good eye out for them because I think they are coming up. They're going to be like the next Joe Caramagna or Clayton yeah. Coles who letters every single book on demand. <laughs> yeah, will do. That's awesome. And then to end it, we have the best cover artist. Um, mine was simple, Alex Ross, um, because of his output. He just he's always on time with it. Every cover is a W. And I honestly like half the reason I bought the Black Panther book this year, looking back like retrospectively, is because he did the covers. And I was like, man, I think the series might be good. They wouldn't put him on a series if it wasn't going to be good. And the covers just blew me away. Um, that's who my favorite cover artist is. Cole, how about you? Jen Bartel. Yeah. Jen Bartel and her covers with She Hulk. Oh, so wow. good. Yeah, really so good. Oh, fantastic. Those are probably one of the best. Peach Momoko almost won it for me, but Jen Bartel she is just so good and she's done she just does covers everywhere yeah. she hold covers are good um she did this wonderful wonder woman uh covered pretty recently what i think for the last wonder wonder woman book that came out i didn't read it but i uh saw that cover and it's just spontaneous she is very yeah. good just so good but she's the winner good love that and um 
Yeah, we we made a disappointing comics of 2022 list that we'll end it with before we talk briefly about what we're excited for in 2023 and then move on just to a, a few categories we made for the MCU. Um, Cole, want to go over your list of disappointing titles here? Yeah, uh, a majority of mine are just books I just could not connect with too well um, or were just kind of a mess to me, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Marauders was one that I just, I enjoyed at first, but it's Steve Orlando trying to be too complex for the sake of being complex, unfortunately, because I usually like Steve Orlando and it just didn't jive with me. Legion of X yeah. was very hard to follow. I'm sorry, Cyspur, you're, you're mm -hmm. a very yeah. good and complex writer, but I can't jive with that book very well. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2099 was another one that had some good moments and it's not necessarily a bad book it's just i expected something else okay um, yeah black panther no offense but that really sucks yeah um dan slot spider-man just shows that he should not be writing spider-man anymore yeah and uh dc's big event dark crisis um just uh sucks damn yeah um a lot of similarities to my list i'll kind of go through mine here um you know yours was a little shorter but my disappointing comics of 2022, Excalibur, Knights of X. Ugh, I was choking those down, reading those. They just didn't, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, I know. Me too. Venom, for the most part. Ugh. It's not bad. It It's gotten, it's... in my opinion, It's. I love Ron V as a writer. Okay. And so. Well, his I'm carnage is good. His carnage, his is, carnage good. is great. Did you read this week's issue of Carnage? I at haven't all? yet. No, but I uh, heard good things. It is straight up horror, and it is yeah. very good. Yeah, good. It's a good. side note. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. My God, no. I'm I'm glad you said that. I, I'll read it after this. Maybe after we get off. Um, yeah. Uh, just keep going down the list here. Venom. Just yeah. Marauders. I'm gonna go ahead and say awful. Um, on that front. I love the, the first... art for it, though. I, I I'm a, yeah. I like the I, art. I like. It's not for everyone. It's a yeah, it's very like me. angled uh, manga inspired aspect to it, but it, it is fun. And Matt Miller's colors are, I like. Colors are great. Colors are great. They're, I agree with that. They're great. Yeah, colors are great. Uh, the first arc of Legion of X, not good at all. Way too complicated. Didn't know what the hell was going too on. Too many freaking uh, plot points happening at yeah. the exact same time that you're at. It's hard to focus on one thing or understand what's happening after another right yes yeah, someone needs to save nightcrawler from this book hopefully it gets better in 2022 i'm sorry 2023 we'll see iron man just didn't really do it for me it was a little bland spider-man 2029 horrible um really wasn't uh steve orlando's year at marvel honestly it really wasn't his year hopefully 2023 is better he has wanda he can't mess that up that's like a that's like a big boy book. He can't really, mm -hmm. th that needs to be good. Um, the Marvels trash, really bad. Kurt Busiek, um, just that sucks. Cause I, I, I love Kurt Busiek. Me too. Love Kurt Busiek. Legend. Horrible Absolutely. series. Absolutely. Yeah. Legend. X-Men pre Hellfire Gala. Didn't like that, which was for a little bit of the first half of the year. Didn't like that. Um, amazing Spider-Man 900 just was not what I was anticipating. Um, didn't it grew like, on me. Yeah, it grew on you. Fair enough. At first, I was, I think at first, I was expecting an answer. And 
And then I was just like, you know what? This is supposed to be a good issue, a, a, a series focusing on what makes Spider-Man. And I think it worked, in in my opinion. I yeah. liked it. And yeah. Ed McGuinness's art in it was actually really, yes, really good. Yes, so good. That was not an issue. His art that he changed up was excellent. Excellent work. The um, stuff he's doing with Dark Web is great, too. So good. Agreed. It's it's the perfect happy medium between comic booky and sort of like a little more realism. I think it's great. Yeah, because there's some, like, it's very overzealous. Yeah, like way. his Avengers, I didn't like his work on Avengers. It was too, like, cartoony. I was like, ah, it's just too, I don't know. There's something about it. Um, <laughs> We have Edge of Spider-Verse. I didn't like that. You know, and I don't like Spider Man by Dan Slott. I agree with you there. Not good. This needs to be the end of the Spider Verse. Like, actually, like, no I'm more so of this. I'm tired of the Spider Verse. Me too, I, dude. Uh, I'm okay with the animated movies by Sony. No, but 100%. I'm so yeah. damn tired of the Spider Verse. Peter it's, Parker being this chosen one is so. I know. Stupid. It's like, holy sh, dude. It's just, it's too. Just end it here, please. Please just end it here. Spider Geddon wasn't good. This isn't going to be much better, I don't think. Let's just let's wrap it up. Black Panther, just a bad series. I could go on for a, a a while about that. New Mutants. It could it could have been better. It I could have been John better. Ridley can do. Dude, can be a right? Good that's the thing. That's why I bought it. I was like, I think this guy's gonna show up, and he didn't. So it is what it no, is. Hopefully, you know, that series is ending anyway, isn't it? March. I think yeah, like, done. Yeah, done. Axed. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, New Mutants. Seventy percent of the time, I didn't like this. I didn't like it seventy percent of the time. I just. Like Vida Ayala stuff with Rod Reese. I Rod Reese, love that. He saved it. I wasn't a huge, like, I don't know. I loved Ayala's New Mutants. I'm uh, so shocked. Yeah, I just it just didn't it was good. That's that's Shadow King stuff. I thought that was like good. Good to see Shadow King. And you know, I don't know. I think it's just I don't maybe it's not a bad series. I'm just like not captivated by the characters. Maybe that has something to do with it. And to wrap it up, we have Crypt of Shadows number one, which was a serious letdown. I was hoping for like sort of like a build up to something. I didn't, didn't really. It. <laughs> it's just a waste of money. It really did. It was. come out during Halloween. Was yeah. that? The whole, oh, okay, I yeah. didn't. Usually with stuff like that, I don't bother to read. Yeah, it was. It's it's too bad. And Midnight Suns. I just wish we could get like an actual like Midnight Suns book that is an ongoing, and but, not like like. Do you want the actual team like from the nineties? It doesn't have to be that. I mean, that's like, I don't know if you remember, but back in like, dude, it must have been like 2013, like uh, Greg Smallwood put out like a cover to to Midnight Suns number one. And we all thought it was going to come. And then it just turned out to be like nothing. And I just really want like a dark, gritty horror Avengers team sort of thing. Well, and that's where they're kind of lacking too, is sort of because uh, I think they're not focusing on that sort of fantasy aspect at all there's just a select few that doesn't resonate with anybody right. or they're just putting right. it into like crappy titles and i think dc dc are they used to like they had a just like dark book that did really, really yeah well. yeah people loved that book and it's it's too bad um but um but yeah so that's that's my list um just going into sort of like a uh, an MCU dive with you, Cole. You know, if we're gonna just touch base on that, favorite project from 2023, probably Miss Marvel. I had a lot of fun with that series. Nice, Miss Marvel. Yeah, good. yeah. I, I, I love teenage cheesy angst. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I enjoyed that series too. I had no problem with that. It was probably um, the strongest out of it. 
and it was really insightful with the history and everything of um, her culture and everything. And, and I think it built off, built, built off the, the actual comic book character really well. And I, it makes, I, I hope she starts to become like more of a household name again, because for some reason there isn't an ongoing Miss Marvel book. And I have the slightest clue. I don't have the slightest clue as to why. Yeah. It, they, yeah, I, that's too bad. Um, for me, it's probably Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's probably my pick for 2022. I had a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah, too. <laughs> I, I had fun with it. I thought it was just, it was good. It was quick. It did its job. It entertained me. I was happy. Um, I a lot of Sam fan Raimi. service. That's why I liked it. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Love that. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the wrap that we have for uh, 2022. If we're going to talk about things we're excited for in 2023... You know, the timeless one shot came out uh, a few days ago from this recording. And I'll tell you, like, some of the things that, that I'm personally excited about. I, I can't wait for the new the, the Avengers series to come out in 2023. Really think going to write it. Now I think Jed McKay might. See, I, I think that, too. I've been thinking possibly Donny Cates. Right. Um, That's been my sort of theory, considering because, like, after I saw him not on Thor and not really doing Hulk anymore. I was like, okay, he's building up something. Then when he posted that mm-hmm. thing on social media yeah. saying Will Moss and I are cooking up something great. I'm like, yep. he's gotta be doing Avengers. He's gotta be. I think so. But, That's what I thought too. But maybe because Jed McKay likes to make new characters and stuff. So maybe that villain in the, th- uh, the timeless one shot is a new character built for him from him do you have a theory on who that might be yes so i I was talking about about this to war lion comics today i think it could be ultron i think it could be ultron what yeah you agree i i I didn't have any theories but i love i love ultron ultron's like one of my favorite villains and we haven't seen him do dick in a while like he hasn't done anything Mm -mm. and it's just probably the last time we saw him was age of ultron like really like when i mean like well, show up he, like he did he, age of Ult- rage of ultron and then he did that uh he was in an uncanny avengers story arc right yes dude one of the best arcs like one of my favorite arcs of all time by was jerry when, duggan right yeah and um and ryan stegman yes mm-hmm. so yeah. good that was so epic and oh he was in um oh yeah Dan Slott's tony stark uh tony stark iron man series Yes, he was in that, and then he was in. Shortly after that, he was in Secret Empire for like an issue. Yeah, yeah. So he's been around, and and it's it's clearly I think they're they're sort of building to him in the Ant Man series too. That that that's out. We'll see what happens with that. Um, kind of going forward, but I do think it's Ultron, and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited in 2023 to see the Beyonder, as well, sort of have you know that new avengers series avengers beyond we'll see what happens with that i thought that um, was just a one shot no it's a limited oh, okay is that yeah. with greg greg land and stuff greg land isn't in it anymore oh thank god yeah really you're not a greg land fan Mm-mm. wow why i do not appreciate his tracing ah okay okay fair enough and his past work from um pornographic photos oh i didn't know he did that oh yeah (laughs) really yeah i'm not even gonna i'm not even going to google that yeah it i'm not a fan of his art 
I'm not going to Google that. Okay, interesting. Um, How about you? Anything you're like super excited for? And I'd love to see Donnie on Avengers, by the way, but I'd 100% love McKay. I'd be very happy with that. I'll be happy with either or. Yes, me too. Either or. Um, For teases, um, some of the stuff that they did show is stuff we already know. Yes, that which I appreciated in Timeless because last year we got a bunch of promises that not promises, but it's like things that were coming this year and they didn't come. I think what bugs me about that is now we can't argue with them that they didn't make it. You know, you know what I mean? Like they didn't live up to those teases. Right. They didn't. And, you know, I guess it's okay, but ultimately would have liked to. I don't know. The, the story was good. The story was great. Um, I mean, some of the teasers were pretty decent. It looks yeah. like Pet Avengers is coming back. Uh, Wolverine's going to be possessed by Ghost Rider. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. We already know the Brood Captain Marvel right. story is happening because that's cur- currently going on. Hopefully that X-Force arc is going to end. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so right. a lot of this stuff we already know. So. Yeah, Zeno and X-Force. That'll be good. And that... Um, Apparently there's yeah. a million Beast clones. Yeah, that the Beast agenda, which is excellent in X Force right now, because Percy's staying with a, uh, an arc. That's all we need from him for like once. Yeah, for once, it's like. The, and honestly, going back to that Ghost Rider thing and Wolverine, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Percy crossover to some degree. I wouldn't be shocked if I mean Wolverine and the it, Rider crossover. Wolverine and well, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You know, he's writing both. Why the hell not? Um, <laughs> So usually yeah. writers do that a lot, you know, like, for oh. example, Moon Knight was in Strange by Jed McKay. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. And um, obviously we have Hickman coming back in 2023, late, late November 2023. So that will be when Hickman's back. Damn, I got to wait a whole other year. Basically, uh, dude, I know. What is that? Like nine months? Yeah. Like basically like 10 months. <laughs> so that sucks. But hey, lots, lots to, I guess. Lots to kind of look forward to in 2020. Whatever Donnie's doing, I'm sure that'll be released in the next three months. And if I'm going to mm. take a stab at something too, I think we will see um, Greg Capullo on an ongoing in 2023 or or something of importance. I could see him him and Donnie Cates probably putting some together, something together. I think so too. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Miracle Man, which was hinted in last year's Timeless. We didn't see anything the whole year that had to do with that. Donnie Cates has stated several times that he'd love to do Miracle Man, like a title. Yeah, that I've heard that in an awesome. interview as well. Yeah. So, so, I could, so maybe that's what he's cooking up. Yeah, maybe that's what he's cooking up. That would be different. And maybe he'll be like somehow tied to the whole event. Donnie's kind of bleeding into here with Thor and the Marvel zombies. I don't know. Um, Hopefully, you know, in the first half of 2023, we hear something that has to do with that. But anyway, that's pretty much all that I have for this episode to talk about for, you know, 2023 went over 2022. Anything you have before we, uh, before we sign off Cole? No, I think we covered it all. I mean, I rambled enough. I think it's time we ended. (laughs) No, no, that's, that's good. Um, Awesome. Cole, hopefully we'll have you back soon. Thank you for helping me make this this fun little list for everyone. And again, we really want to hear from you. If you enjoy the list, uh, please DM us um, and, and you know, or comment on the post that we'll put together. And um, and yeah, you know, Cole, thank you again. And and for everyone listening, have a very safe and, and very happy new year. You know, um, let's let's all just sort of go into 2023 um, 
you know, the effects of COVID and, and some of the, the negative things, let's push those aside and just gear up for a positive 2023 for comics, movies, entertainment, all that good stuff to, to look forward to. So if you're a new listener here at Geekable Podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we hope that you'll stick around for more episodes in the future. And um, if you are an old time listener, thank you so much for coming back again. We hope you enjoy this episode. For anyone who loved listening to Cole and all of his admiration and passion for comics, you can follow him um, on Instagram where he's posting daily content uh, about the MCU comics, all that good stuff, just like we do um, at Geekable underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find him at Comic Book Masters. Masters uh, of comic books. Oh my God. Masters of comic books. Holy crap. Thank you, Cole. At Masters of comic books. Um, again, <laughs> he's probably one of the premier pages um, posting about good stuff coming up down the pipeline and pages oh. and panels that excite him. So he is. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Oh thank you. Yeah, Seriously. Well, definitely. Yeah, of course, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it if, if it wasn't true. Um, So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you in the new year. Thanks again, Cole. And thank you everyone for listening.